the poor tour guide looked around at all of us and then met my eyes <laughs> asking me to answer this question. He said, and it's, it was called the murder trench. And he was like, you wouldn't carry a bunch of money into a place called the murder trench, would you? And I unhesitatingly just said, I make bad decisions, sir. <laughs> Hey there, Internet. I'm Annie. I'm Kit. And I'm Mac. And this is the Gem Jam, where we do an issue-by-issue recap of the comic book Gem of the Holograms, because it is truly, truly outrageous and truly dimensional. I'm still working on that. I don't have a lot of episodes to refine that, so uh, let, let's just let's just go with it. The point is, we ran out of cartoon, and now here we are. Yeah. And we are at Gem Dimensions number two, uh, which is, of course, the half an issue short story gem comic. Uh, last time we talked about D&D to the point where I don't actually remember what the other half of the issue was about. I was the skiing with Bad Mardigan, wasn't it? You're right. You're right. I remember anything with Mad Mardigan. So this is Gem Dimensions number two of four. We have uh, two stories today, one called Face Off, set before the events of Gem Infinite, and one called Star Girl, set before Shana goes on her fashion internship in Gem of the Holograms number 21. Uh, we have uh, Sarah Kuhn and Siobhan Keenan on Face Off, and Star Girl is written and drawn by Sarah Winifred Searly. Searle. Searle, thank you. I looked up Siobhan, but I did not look up Searle. Can I also just say that I love this cover? I am really gay for Pizzazz's entire outfit, especially the, like, low-waisted shorts with the high-waisted fishnets. Yeah. It's a look. That is so cute. It is so Pizzazz. So cute. It's a Pizzazz look. We are actually going to jump right into the story on the cover, which is face-off, you might think it would be mm, something a little more dire. No, it's a karaoke war. (sighs) Not a fan of karaoke? No. I love karaoke. I'm not a fan of public singing in general. It's also why I don't like Broadway musicals. (laughs) I guess I've done public singing at some karaoke, but uh, the most karaoke that I go to is just like private rooms. And I'm okay with humiliating myself in front of my friends. That's that's kind of worse. Yeah, I remember doing karaoke like at the only bar in my hometown that allowed smoking because two of my friends that did karaoke smoked and mm, a single microphone in front of a whole bar full of strangers. Not a great look. (laughs) The last time I went to a bar that had karaoke, I went with a bunch of theater kids after a show and that was the night I got swine flu. Oh, man. Oh, wow. That story went from bad to worse. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That story doesn't end where you expect it to. So they 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 sing rent the whole night, right? Honestly, they themselves did not do a bunch of singing. <laughs> well, now I'm just confused. What? It was mostly it's the the school was in a bad neighborhood, so the people singing were mostly like older folks who with eyes that had seen too much and yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well we don't have swine flu or or old people who have seen too much or bad neighborhoods. We just have glam rockers crashing uh, a party held by the uh, the Lunas. Are they crashing or were they invited? They were both invited, but they're kind of mutually crashing, I'd like to think. Apparently, uh, Blaze's bandmates invited them. And I'm really enjoying, like, Aja standing there with her arms crossed very smug, and then Rhea behind her, looking like she just walked off the runway and is ready to murder someone. (laughs) 
seriously, Rhea is about to kill people. Uh, meanwhile, Kimber and Stormer are doing that thing that we always wanted them to do in the cartoon, which is mutual band standoffs, and they just sort of like wave to each other. It's very cute. Meanwhile, Blaze is sure that her house is going to uh, burn down by the end of this evening. <laughs> What's the opposite of fun, she wonders. But also Clash is here, too. Clash is, as previously established, not a great singer, but points for enthusiasm. Yeah, she makes up for it all in enthusiasm. And you know what? I'd rather go with someone who is enthusiastically bad than, like, brilliantly good, but doesn't really care. Also, bad news, this is a contest, and that means Pizzazz has to win the contest. Yep. Oh, no. The moment, the moment a point scoring system was mentioned, Pizzazz is like, oh, yeah, yeah. And also, she's mad because Clash is wrecking her song. And, you know, they bring this up during the issue, but I'm really not sure you're allowed to sing your own song at karaoke. That's just band practice. I'm still caught up in Rhea wearing, like, a medium-length jacket with spikes in the shoulders as a cape. <laughs> it's an extraordinarily good look. Along with the, like, over-the-knee boots, it's a lot. And they're, like, open-toed boots, too. This whole look is a lot. It's like someone watched the Super Mario Brothers movie and said, okay, what if that but good? Rhea, for the love of God, you're at a house party. <laughs> Pizzazz is in jorts, for God's sake. Jort jorts. Because <laughs> they're short shorts, but they're jorts. <laughs> Jort jorts. I do love this, like, 1950s football captain cardigan that Jerrica is wearing, though. With the stripes on the sleeves. Yeah, I will never get over Jerrica's, like, frumpy yet fashionable style in these comics. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's done so well. And then we cut to Pizzazz singing her own song at karaoke and a bunch of people being like, is this really happening? Are we really watching this? <laughs> yeah, I do really love the Blaze comforting clash in the corner. It's it's very good. It's a very small, very sad gay. Because all the characters are drawn really, really small, everyone's faces are amazing. They're like ditto faces. They are ditto faces. <laughs> Jerrica says, let's go home and, and anything is better than this. Netflix and nachos. And, and of course, Shayna is like, and when you say Netflix, you mean, of course, mean arguing for three hours about what to watch on Netflix and then putting it to a vote that ends in a five-way tie. Naja adds, and nachos. Which is a lovely little through line from like the uh, from the first gem annual where they argued for four hours and then fell asleep instead of watching anything. Meanwhile, Pizzazz has finished singing the song and is talking smack. And Aja responds by pulling her own karaoke mic out of her purse. I wish to establish that she didn't know there would be karaoke at this party. She just has that. <laughs> and it's Bluetooth, apparently, because it just keys into the pre-existing karaoke machine. I think we can safely assume that this is some kind of pilot broadcast karaoke microphone. And then Aja starts singing Attack of the Night, which obviously means war. Also, she's very good at it. <laughs> Roxy and Jetta look upon this and go, well, obviously we need to mess with this somehow. This can't stand. <laughs> right. This is a contest. They are the misfits. They must rig the contest. They're basically, they're just sowing chaos. In true on-brand fashion, they're going, heh, 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 while doing something with paper. Meanwhile, the misfits are now singing a hologram song. How totally unpredictable, says Jerrica. And then it turns out that word has gone around that the holograms are giving out special party-exclusive autographs because they fell for the fact that Roxy and Jetta wrote autograph ticket on a bunch of scorecards in red pen. I just wanted to, to refocus on the fact that this is a karaoke party. <laughs> there are no stakes here. 
This is a karaoke party hosted by the rival band's band. Hosted by a member of the rival band's side hustle. Yeah. And they're clearly identifying this as a misfit scheme. This is a karaoke party. (laughs) This is all very on brand. (laughs) And everyone's like, oh, where's Jem? We want to get Jem's autograph. And Aja's like, uh, she's out in the garage. And everyone stampedes to the garage. Which is a very cartoon move, honestly. Yep. And then Aja proceeds to conjure bagels out of nowhere in order to distract Roxy. Meanwhile, the uh, the other two members of the Lunas are like, what, what are they doing? Where did they get those? Did they break into our kitchen cupboards? Uh, yes. The answer is yes. It is worth noting, by the way, that Kimber and Stormer have not taken part in any of these shenanigans at this point because they are just enjoying a nice night together on the couch. Although they are acknowledging that there are shenanigans. The shenanigans don't matter. They get to cuddle together. Also, Kimber's long hair is back, which, yay. I love the short hair. I missed I missed the long hair a little bit. Meanwhile, the uh, the rest of the holograms are convincing Jerrica to be Gem so that they can win this karaoke contest at a friend's party. And we've got a sad little clash in the corner. And so presumably they shuffle Jerrica off to a corner where she can turn into Gem in peace. And she just rolls up. And now they're doing a head-to-head singing their own songs at each other. Karaoke party. <laughs> This probably sounds like garbage, too. I bet they're in different keys. And finally, Kimber. Kimber Benton, everybody. Kimber Benton is the voice of reason in this issue. Karaoke is supposed to be about passion and enthusiasm. It's supposed to be fun. Fun is like the true spirit of karaoke, not whatever this is. And the Lunas take this instance to lean in and announce the winner. And the winner is Clash. Because Clash was loving it. Because Clash is the only person who didn't indulge in petty drama. She just had fun. Also, this, like, excited Clash who just won the prize at the karaoke party is the cutest Clash. And then, apparently, she gets to lead an all-star jam session, which is also in the rules that the Lunas wrote, presumably without consulting the two bands that she'd invited. Oh, Absolutely. And Clash has decided that she wants to do an all-star jam session, not with the misfits, not with the holograms, but with everybody else that came to this party whose evening has basically been wrecked by glam rock. And that's the end. So our second story is is one that doesn't quite take place either before or after Infinite. This is something that is done while Shayna is still in school doing fashion work, but before she gets her internship in Milan. So this is when she's still trying to figure out, like, do I want to do fashion? Do I want to be in the holograms? What What's actually my passion that I want to follow? And by the way, guys, I really love the colors in this one. It's that same, like, pastel adorableness that we get from uh, Victoria Roboto, but with its own little its own little accent on it. Yeah, like for instance, uh, one of the ways that this is done is that none of the panels have any borders, so it's just color right onto a white background, and somehow that makes everything like softer almost. So while Kimber is passed out on the couch, we find out that Shayna is sick. And it is the end of term fashion show next week. She does not have time to be sick. And then Kimber's like, hey, we have frickin' holograms. And for once, they come up with a good reason why they can't use the frickin' holograms, which is that Shayna managed to get a model that she really, really wanted to work with. And also, her instructor is going to actually inspect the garments later, so... You know, that thing that probably should have happened when they went to that episode of the fashion show in Italy? I mean, judging by everyone continuing to touch Jem's hair and shoulder and stuff that's not there, I wasn't sure 
sure that like that rule held, but apparently it does. <laughs> also, Kimber is wearing a shark t-shirt and booty shorts that say bite me across the butt. This is a very good look. So everybody offers to uh, be assistants for Shayna while she is sick. Only it turns out that ooh, none of her sisters are actually good at this at all. During this process, Shayna's model Andre shows up and they're like, how about you get like actual help with this? <laughs> oh my gosh. Can we just talk about Andre though? They are... I love their design. They are so pretty. Like, you can tell right away why Shayna really wanted to work with Andre. And apparently, uh, Andre makes a lot of their own costumes. So they actually know what they're doing. <laughs> Which is absolutely marvelous. I also like the revelation that Shayna's room has, like, a great big crystal decal on the door with a big S in it, like it's the Superman logo. I'm really also enjoying the panel where Andre asks how far Shayna's gotten and... We just see Shayna looking back, and instead of seeing the room as a mess, there's just a big block that says mess on it with, like, angry lines coming off of it. Like it's been blacked out or something. For your own protection. I really, really love this montage on the next page, though, of Shayna and Andre working together. Like, and they are both designing their dress together. And it is just, it's a lovely little look, especially the way that, like, you see the fabric pinned together. So you actually see in progress versions of how this, of how this functions. And also the growing collection of discarded mugs and coffee cups. Oh yeah, it's a lot. And then they both pass out. I also like that Shayna is, for a lot of the initial stuff, wearing a mask so that she doesn't get Andre sick. I'm not sure they could get sick. I'm pretty sure they're some sort of fake god. Like an archway or something. Exactly. And then it's time for the fashion show. And oh my god. Oh my god, the dress. Oh my god. <laughs> and it turns out that Andre's stage name is Princess Drea, which this is a gown for royalty. It probably came out a little too early for the movie itself, but this was probably definitely inspired by the Black Panther costume work that had been released before the movie came out. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's got this gorgeous like Afrofuturism vibe that is Oh, it's just so good. Like, it's my favorite part of the issue. Just this, just this gown design. The entire story was leading up to this reveal. And the panel is huge and they give it its due. They look so amazing in it. And Shane is expressing some insecurity about the only things that make her feel really great are this and the holograms. But it feels like she can only succeed as a designer as if she takes time off from music. It's really just a, a really nice version of sort of the same conflict from like that we see a little hint of in the cartoon of like, I can't possibly do both, but these things both make me happy. Where do I actually? fit in this. Uh, Andre has a great response. Seeing you rock both music and fashion has meant the world to me and I'd be sorely disappointed if I couldn't follow your career in both directions. Why choose just one if you're great at both? They also say it's gosh darn inspiring which is adorable. That's so dorky. We know you can swear in this comic. This is just Andre. <laughs> yeah, this is just Andre. <laughs> this is just how Andre does. I also like Andre specifically being like, oh, by the way, binary is a false construction. So basically, the assignment was to have several gowns, and Shayna put everything into one of them. And the professor's like, you know what? This is really, really good. So as long as it holds up to a close inspection, you'll pass. And Andre, please, let's talk about a photo shoot. Apparently, at the end of the fashion show, the MC is like, so uh, thanks for coming to see what our students can do. Now here's Gem and the Holograms, because this is a Gem comic. And the holograms are all wearing the uh, the other costumes that Shayna had designed, which just hadn't gotten time to like make. And I love them. 
Can we talk about Jem's, like, high-waisted skirt space general look? Please? I want to wear that. The epaulets. This is an incredible look. It's like Space Admiral Captain Harlock, but no hard angles. It's all curves. (laughs) That collar is amazing. It is. A closer on her up is definitely Aja's space age tracksuit fashion. She looks like when Marty McFly goes to the future. You're right! Yes! Also, the spat shoes that Kimber's wearing. And Jem looks over her shoulder and does the frickin' Jem wink from the cartoon. <laughs> and meanwhile, Andre is dancing in the background. I love them. They're having a wonderful time. They're just having a great time. I'm upset about this issue, and it's mostly because they have given us the beautiful gift of Andre, and we can't just have a whole comic about Andre. IDW, give us an Andre spinoff. Please, please, it can just be a fashion book. (laughs) It can just be a fashion book of Andre, and we can just revel in how good they look all the time. Please. For me. Anyway, Shayna is very much enjoying this. Yeah, we stop off with Shayna's internal monologue about she still doesn't know how long she can keep this going, but she wants to hold on to this feeling for as long as she can. The end. It's very, very cute. Now, once again, we end off this issue with an ash can of infinite number one. Please read infinite. I guess. So that wraps it up for Gem Dimensions issue two. Those are a couple of really good stories, you guys. Yes, I really enjoyed both of those, but especially the Shayna fashion story. That was one thing that I really was glad that we get to see more of, because like in a limited issue with limited amount of pages, there's only so much you can do. And like Shayna indulging in fashion is something that would absolutely play to a comic book strength because you can take so much more time with those images. And this pays off absolutely. Yeah, this is basically fulfilling the promise of doing an anthology series, which is focusing on a character who did not get a lot of time in the main comic. Speaking of which, next issue, we're actually going to have a story about the Starlight Girls. We need to know how well they recovered from their gothening. The good news is that, from what I recall, they don't talk about it. So, (laughs) maybe okay? So yeah, next time look forward to an issue about the Starlight Girls and also a Haunted House reality show with further hologram shenanigans, as always. Aja's gonna punch a ghost. (laughs) She will break through the other side to punch a ghost. She will Kool-Aid man through the ethereal plane to punch a ghost. (laughs) All right, uh, we will see you guys next time. Uh, The Gem Jam comes out whenever on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and YouTube. You can also find us on Twitter and Tumblr. We are at the Gem Jam just about everywhere, except on Twitter where we are at Gem Jam Cast. If you like what we do and you want to support us, a like, rating, review, subscribe, comment, wherever you find our podcast is super helpful, helps our metrics, helps us get discovered, helps us think about fashion and Andre being beautiful. Uh, If you want to support us with money, you can do that on patreon.com slash the gem jam for a couple bucks a month. You can help support what we have left of here as well as support both our uh, current projects. uh, I will fight you and uh, date me, damn it. And you can also support our upcoming podcast projects as well, which we'll be able to talk about pretty soon. And we are really excited about it. We will see you here next time for Gem Dimensions number three. Until then, I'm Annie. I'm Kit. And I'm Mac. And this has been the Gem Jam, where we remind you, all the glitters is not outrageous. <laughs>